the Casa Brew Show! Yeah! 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 Or as we like to call it, on the record with Cause and Brew. On the record. It's a very politically sounding name, on the record. What do you say, Cause? It is a political sounding name. We are we are on the we are recording uh, the night of um, the debate. Stutter Stutter Fest twenty twenty. What's your what's your over under on who who curses first? Who I'd take Biden. I think Biden's gonna want to fight. And I was gonna like I was telling you, cause I, I I really would love to see him walk across the stage and punch the dude. And I know that violence is not the answer. I know it, but to quote the great Zach Randolph, who did this to, to DeMarcus Cousins to great effect, I'll punch you in the face. <laughs> That's what you do to a bully. You punch him in the face, and then he crumbles. Yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my dime. As, as far as the first you know, person to actually use a profanity, I'm going to go with Biden, too. <laughs> I think it would be effective, and I think it would be warranted. You know, It's not like he's just going like, to fly off the handle. But Trump strikes me as a guy that will do everything but drink and curse. But like everything else is fair game. Well, he'll curse. I don't I don't put it above I don't put him above cursing. I think he'll probably say things that are worse than cursing, but I think but, but Biden's the one I think that'll actually like you know, trying to put a stop to it will like go with a full on profanity. So it's exciting. I'm, I, I'm, I'm excited. I there do you think go. there will be a moment where he's so mad that he short circuits. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I look, I'm glad there's no basketball tonight. We're recording yeah, right? here on Tuesday because I'm going to pull up to this thing. I'm going to give my beverage a choice. I'm going to shout at the TV. It's going to be great. I can't wait. Uh, 30 some odd days to go, everybody. Uh, we got big, 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 big NBA news. And that's the NBA Finals. And uh, so we're going to go through everything having to do with that. And talk a little Doc Rivers. Yeah. Doc Rivers. Steve Ballmer. Friend of the show, Steve Ballmer. He uh, <laughs> made a couple advertisements for us. If you remember the <laughs> Cos and Brew seasons one, two, and three. Whether he knows it or not, he is a friend of the show. <laughs> he could probably sue the living daylights out of me. <laughs> <laughs> last night, the tweet that went around the world kept going around the world again last night. It, that tweet, I tweeted it in 2016. Nice. July 1st, 2016. Do you have a tweet, cause that's going around the world? No, I don't. From I don't. But I, I kind of I feel like, you know... If Steve Ballmer was to sue me, I'd kind of be, like, pretty stoked about it. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> you know, I'm kind of like, yeah, I mean, I might lose my home and all, but, like, I could make up for it with, like, the profile it would get me. You know, so I don't know. You know, it's, it goes either way. I'm I'm kind of good with it just like that, because I, I did think that, you know, he, 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 well, I didn't think that far into it. I'll just say this. I made a joke on Twitter, and... It was obviously a joke, people. People talk about this tweet like it really happened. Yeah, well, you'd be covered under, I think, under, like, the, the, the precedent, like the Larry Flynn case, when it's obvious um, satire, a public figure can't uh, recoup. Oh, uh, oh and sue me. Sue me, Balmer. Um, so, I, yeah. I got to say for Balmer, he's done better than I thought he would do as an NBA owner, but we'll talk about what this most recent move means. And yeah, 
I mean, it's a huge deal. So we, we, we do a little preview talk. Um, you know, we got to give our props to not just the Heat and, and, and um, the Lakers, but also the Nuggets and, and the Celtics. That, that, I really enjoyed both series. Yeah, quality. Yeah, good. It was good stuff. Good competitiveness. Uh, not, uh, no one embarrassed themselves out there. Um, yeah. I thought the the game six with uh, Denver and L.A., I mean, the stuff that Jeremy Grant was doing in the third quarter, like, had me out of my seat. And I was luckily I wasn't engaged on Twitter. Like, it was our our first birthday party for my son. So I kind of, like, got done, and I knew I was late. So I was like, I'm not going to try to be on Twitter. I'm not going to try to rush through this game. So it was just me and the game. And I was watching Jeremy Grant pull them, you know, put him on, on on his back and just like completely go from kind of no, nobody knows him to a guy that's going to make a ton of money in free agency. <laughs> so that was fun. Um, I would have liked to seen it go seven. I did pick the Nuggets. I sheepishly did so. And um, I said that I had no confidence in my pick. So that covers me, right, Cause? It definitely does. Okay. It definitely does. Um, <laughs> On the Boston side, I have a, probably a few more thoughts there. I, I, I enjoyed the series. I thought that they played extremely well um, to get to the point where they were at, but they didn't play at a level that I would want to just go head over heels over their, their future as, as we profile some of them as a, a team and then even as individual players. So I guess I shouldn't give them all the praise that I want to give to the Nuggets. I thought the Nuggets just, you know, overperformed in many regards. They had toughness. They had, you know, I thought Michael Malone did a pretty good job at the end. He kind of let go of the rope and did some silly Michael Malone stuff. But by and large, he had an amazing series as a coach. So I thought that was cool. When I look at the Celtics, I didn't have as many warm and fuzzies. What what about you? I I thought that, you know, I thought this is what Toronto was going to be able to do to them. I thought that their just lack of experience together as a unit was would have would have caught up against Toronto. I actually did. I went for the the hat trick and picked uh, against the Heat again. Um, I had Boston in seven, but um, my original my original <laughs> pick. Then after game two, it, it looked pretty clear that um, that that wasn't going to happen. So. Um, but I thought that well, one I was very surprised how well uh, Gordon Hayward played. I, I didn't think he was gonna um, be able Shocking, to contribute even, or or play uh, that many minutes. I mean, he really he was almost like he never left. Also, um, I, um, that mustache that was that was serious. That's some serious thickness on that um, on that thing. That is old timey saloon owner uh, who hasn't shaved in a while. So. Um, I, I give it to him, props on that. But, um, yeah, I think that they have to make some uh, – they have to do some things. Who's the one big kid with the dreads? He didn't play that much this series. He played more um, – Oh, uh, Robert Williams, Time Lord? Or are you talking uh, Semia Ojale? Williams. I, I don't think I Williams thought... has the dreads right now. Huh? I think he's – I don't think he has dreads right now. No, no, no. This kid's got – he's a bigger, not the um, – yeah, where's my? Yeah, I, I'm without a computer, so I can't. Never go there, without a computer, cause there was, a, there was a kid that was playing a lot, big, lot, lot of minutes last series that, that I really didn't see. A That's lot Robert, of Robert Williams. Robert Williams. It's possible that I just completely forgot his haircut. Yeah. Well, anyway, six eleven, very athletic. 
Yeah, that's him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I I felt that they needed a little. I felt that they needed a little more. I thought they could have went to him a lot more. Uh, but they're going to have to make a move. They need. They can't survive with this little lineup uh, playing these kind of minutes in the playoffs. Well, just, it's just well, uh, what was interesting many, about it they is need, they, need, they need another role player. They do. They need. They, they need a. They need a it's, these guys are all too good to fall into a role player spot. Well, Tice, it was funny because they kind of did really well for what they had. Like, beginning of the year, I don't think I had them anywhere close to being my pick or anything like that. And Tice, I had as sort of a guy that I I liked, but I didn't think he could play more than, like, 16 minutes a game because of his injury history. And um, I didn't buy into the hype on, on Robert Williams. There's a lot of hype around him, mostly because people hadn't really seen him play like they mm-hmm. seen him in in preseason and in summer league and all of that and you know they they kind of like you don't know what he is so you hype him up kind of a deal um but he I thought played pretty well when given the opportunities and that's a tough spot for a player of his age with his limited experience and 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 holes in his game as well but they got to have more there you're, you're absolutely they need a traditional power forward uh in that mix somewhere because i don't i don't mean like a necessarily a three and d guy or just a guy that gets a rebound like they need a basketball player but someone that can even like a poor man's draymond green or something they need someone that knows the value of a possession knows when there's a better shot there like they, they just they all have scores mentality. I mean, yeah. I think Hayward was trying to do it, but I don't think given if he was, if he was, if he had never left, I don't think he would have been able to do it as well. So they, they just need another guy that understands that me shooting the ball at this time isn't the most important thing, even though I may be open, you know, like, and I just felt that they just, they, they, they just didn't value possessions enough because they're all scores. I also wondered, like it took them so long to crack the zone. And yeah, it's yeah. on some. It's on either Stevens, or it's on the players as a whole. I'm, I'm going to go with the players. I mean, he's a college coach. He's seen a zone before, right? No, but I but see, I, just, I always wonder about that. Like, at what point do you not break like five clipboards and just say, "Flash to the middle, the, people! Flash to the middle!" Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know where you do that because you're like, you're in the playoffs. You gotta, you can't. And each possession is really important. So, like, you call them the, you call them over, and you scream at somebody. I just drew this up. I mean, like, you know, then right. then maybe they shut you out a little bit, and you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I can't imagine. <laughs> I mean, I just, I, I don't know. I, I, I have well, to think it's on the I mean, <laughs> the Heat made it extraordinary. First of all, that's an amazing defensive alignment. I love it. I, I, we talked about it on the last show. It's so smart. And but like the way you get them out of it is stretching it so they can't plop three guys in the middle to where all of them are within hands reach of a dig on yeah. somebody catching the ball. But like none of the players were flashing and making themselves a threat to either score or pass. They kind of caught it with their back to the hoop and didn't really do anything with it until the last game. They yeah. they started cracking it a little bit, and that I thought helped um, you know sort of keep the, the the Celtics at a distance 
But let's be real. I mean, that and get your point here in a second. But the, the Heat were—they're just. I mean, we we've loved them for a while on this show, even in the years that they didn't live up to our hype. <laughs> um, like they just really—they're a really good squad. And uh, yeah. we're going to talk about them in a second. Here, but you were going to say, I, I just off the off the subject. Do you know who the radio Heat people are? <laughs> like the I got, I was in my car. It's a gentleman and a lady. And, and let me tell you, they are hilarious, especially whoever the the, the play-by-play guy is, because there was a stretch where they were just going back and forth, and the Boston rattled off a bunch of threes, and like he was about to lose his mind. He's like, he's like, hey, a little social distancing defense here by uh, by Miami and this one. Like, then, he, then, he, then he was like, then he was like, are, do they know they can defend the three? Are they do did they do they know that they? That they didn't change the rules and stuff. I was in my car almost in tears. You know, you know? I almost didn't. I almost didn't want to go in my house because I just wanted to listen to it. I've, I've always been a fan. I think teams are, are really doing themselves a disservice when they constantly bring on people that have to toe the company line. Absolutely. Like, I think it's just bad business. Like, how could you? It's all about connecting with fans. So, okay, right. if your if your team's crappy, say like the Kings, like. Sorry, guys. Um, what will connect with them more? Is it telling them that the turd sandwich is not a turd sandwich? <laughs> or telling them that you hate the turd sandwich? Because they're all thinking it. Of course they are. Everyone's watching the game seeing the exact same thing. So These you're people, doing like... I mean, you think Harry Giles is the next Carl Malone. I, I don't know if that really... I don't know if that really... Um, well, it's <laughs> it's this go? vicious cycle that it also puts them through. It's like Nemanja Bialica, really smart player to have on the basketball court. Oh, turns it over again. And they keep doing it over and over. Oh, you know, Nemanja Bialica on the floor. Well, why are we losing by 30? We, you know, and he's like giving up layup after layup after layup after layup. And these fans are like... Well, you know, Nemanja Bialica could return a first-round pick. You know, maybe we should cha- you know, trade him. Or Nemanja Bialica is having a great season, but we lost. You know, or won only twenty-five games again. They they buy that rhetoric, and then they get disappointed every single year. And it's just sad. I would I want and, and I would want my radio and TV and all the people surrounding my team that are on like our payroll. I'd want them to be ruthless, like tear us to shreds, make us feel bad. You know, like it will help us improve if maybe you could also point out some of our flaws so we could get to work addressing them. But you also maintain your credibility with the fan base. And, you know, if you've lost X amount, you know, people are pissed. Might as well cultivate it. (laughs) Anyway, we got off track there. You give me a chance to talk about Nemanja Bielitz and it's on. Um, We got a big series here. I've already gone on record with my pick online but i was really looking forward to this conversation here (laughs) (laughs) i feel like i have a big old blind spot for the lakers like i uh, during this most recent betting series i was like i just had no feel for it for the boston and, and and miami series i was betting ungodly amounts and just feeling like okay i'm gonna win 75 percent of these bets like there's no chance that I don't because I knew what that series was like with the LA Denver series. I would just bet and like cross my fingers, close my eyes. Like I didn't have any feel for it until the end. I started getting a feel for it, but um, you know, this team, they're just, 
very specific with how they do things through LeBron, through AD, and all of those other players are a bit of a grab bag in terms of what you're going to get out of them. So I'm just interested to hear where you go with this because right now the Lakers are are not prohibited, but they're they're basically three-to-one favorites to win. I like the Heat. Mm-hmm. I'm, I put a boatload of money down on the Heat to win. Mm-hmm. So, what am I doing? What, 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 where are you with this series? What should we be looking at? Where, where, where do you go in your first steps assessing it? Uh, you know, it's going to be interesting. The, the Heat have a collection of players that really put the way that the Lakers play into a funk. And any offense that's, you know, kind of one guy dribbling and making something happen, you always, if the other team has certain defenders, you always um, can possibly run into a really ugly thing. So if you look at the Lakers, you know, very top-heavy team, right? You know, they got obviously LeBron James and Anthony Davis, probably the, maybe the two best players in this series, right? And But the Heat have a bunch of guys that could cover them one-on-one. That, so you have Andre Iguodala, you have, have Jay Crowder, you have Jimmy Butler, and not just cover them like smart defenders who understand where their help's going to be, guys that can make them take really, really difficult shots. You look at Anthony Davis, you have Bam Adebayo, who again can can cover Anthony Davis one on one, and that's not to say that LeBron and Anthony Davis can't score thirty against them every single game. But what it does mean is that there's not going to be a lot of assists for LeBron. There's not going to be warm up shots for KCP, for Kuzma, for Caruso. They're not going to get a couple of shots that are just no one's even near them to get them feeling good. So it's going to be really interesting because I don't know if they're going to just stick exclusively with the zone. Um, I I would imagine that there's going to be a lot more one-on-one played against the Lakers. So the Lakers just don't have a lot of room for, um, they don't have a a lot of wiggle room. And I think the key for me is going to be a guy like Kyle Kuzma. Can Kyle Kuzma play good enough defense to stay in the game? Because he doesn't, you don't really, you really can't say, okay, LeBron, you're going to cover Jimmy Butler for 35 minutes. That's a, that's a non-starter. Cannot happen, won't happen, right? So somebody that profiles to, to him, the only other person that I could think of that I'd probably want there would be Kuzma. I mean, I'm sure KCP will be out there too, but I like KCP for for Dragic more because I think that that that's a matchup that KCP can win. Like he can he can he can win, and that's going to do a lot to what the Heat like to do. But um, I think a guy like Kuzma is really going to be the key. Um, can he play good enough defense? And then knowing your assignments, I thought Boston was really bad at like what the heat what like guys like hero and duncan robinson did 
Mm. And I just, I just found them really wide open when the Heat were kind of in their space. Like when Hero had the huge game, that thirty-seven point game. Mm. Like you gotta, you gotta. Now you, you can't leave them whatsoever. Now, forget about, forget about what you talked about. Forget about anything. Like there was a play where he like got the ball like a foot or two behind the line, and Smart was on him, and then Hero backs up like three steps. And Smart doesn't go there. It's like, dude, you got to go out there now. And of course, Hero just knocks it down. Like he's he's no longer Tyler Hero. Now he's Steph Curry. You've got he's hit like a, he's not going to miss anything. You got to go out there. And so I, I, the Lakers are going to have to understand what's going on as things are happening. So just even though I, I I'm picking them and I'm picking them in six, <laughs> it's, very, it's, very, it's very limited. Their wiggle room is very 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 limited. Oh, I love it. I see. I, I, I knew. And, and it's funny because, like, I've been riding the heat the entire playoffs and they've built a, a wing in my future house. They I'm going to I'm running into. I'm pretty sure you're taking. Well, you just said it. You're taking the Lakers. I'm pretty sure Dan Bespris, who's also a Lakers fan and, and one of the best basketball minds that I've seen. I'm pretty sure he's taking the Lakers. And, you know, a lot of people out there are taking the Lakers and it's. To me, I looked at the, the betting opportunity. By the way, go to mybookie.ag, use the code HOOPBALL. If you pick my bets, if you followed me at the start of the playoff season, you'd be sitting on a lot of money. That's true. You could just go look at my Twitter feed, at AaronBrewski.com, and you would see that when I bet, I win. I don't know why. I, I, I mean, I feel like I'm okay at this stuff, but I had never I would never dream that I would be actually good at this and, and considering it as a profession. Um but betting wise, plus two eighty five to bet on the Heat. I mean, I just like my eyes popped out of my sockets, and that's why I got my money in when I could. Because I'm like, I just think they're the better team, and of course, I'm not confident. I'm not. I'm actually more confident in this pick than I was in a lot of picks that I've made. Like I picked uh, Miami to beat Milwaukee. And I said, look, I'm not confident in it, you know, but this is my pick. I'm more confident now than I was then. And I think I'm, le- I'm less confident than I was when I picked them to beat Boston. So it's somewhere in between. But, like, there's just this, <clears throat> you know, I keep worrying that I'm not seeing something that maybe I'm just too enamored with the Heat and what they've done this year. Um and too enamored with, with, you know, just the individual pieces. So let's keep going through it here. Like, I do think that Drogic could get shut down by KCP. That, that, that thoughts crossed my mind. Um, then I go down the list and I go, can Caruso hold his own? Can Rondo play off Rondo? Can he be a factor here? Like I he, worry, I worry about that. See, that's where I, I really worry. Yeah, but that's where that that's because I, I worry that, because Caruso in in tight spots sometimes gets a little turnover happy, and he he can get a little lost um, when he's when he's asked to to, like make the right pass or something. Like he's okay if he's if he's the finisher, he's fine. But if it's just a I'm gonna catch and shoot, I'm gonna like wide open drive whatever those 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 easy reads are fine but in those tight spots he could get a little turnover happy when he has to actually make the play a little 
And I just worry that if that happens early or if he takes, if he has a bad, you know, first quarter that he's going to get yanked for Rondo and Rondo's just going to go nuts in there. Um, so that, that is, I, I really, the, the, the real issue, I, I, one of the, another issue that I have that I, I just, I, I wish that Vogel would have concentrated a little bit more on getting Jared Smith involved. Now, now, now it's too late, but he's a guy that really profiles for this series. You know, he's a, he's a good defender. He could hit the open J and he's, he's been in this moment before. But they, they even in their blowouts, they haven't really done anything. They just said like, oh, well, he's, he's not really working out. But there's been huge blowouts where they, you know, big gaps of time. They've been up 20 points that he could have to try to acclimate JR a little bit more. Um, now that's, you know, seemingly gone by the wayside because he seems like, you know, he's over on the sideline as the official cheerleader and he hasn't even dreamt of taking his sweats off. So um, but I think he profiles really, really well. You know, to give, you know, a breather, you know, significant breather to, to Danny Green. Uh, um, so I, I just, a very short bench, I think, uh, from the Lakers. And then I'm also interested to see how uh, Frank Vogel performs, because the one thing we know that Miami's going to do is that he's, they're going to make the Lakers not do what they want to do, and fairly early. And so it's going to be interesting to see where, what he calls, where he goes, what he comes up with on the sidelines. Not for betting purposes, but for betting purposes. What do you think the Lakers will do? Do you think they will run or do you think they will play slow? Um, I, I, you know, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think that there is. I think if, if, there, if they can get some turnovers, they'll run. I don't think they're going to be afraid of running. Um, but I, I, I can't, I don't know. I don't know. I think that that's going to depend on the, I, I, I don't, I don't know that they're going to, I, I don't think that they should come out, you know, with the mentality. We got to run these guys or do You know, I think that they're going to have to, I think eventually they'll need just kinda to play it out. I don't think that they're going to go out. Like when we when you yeah. talked about all the things that they can do to stop AD and LeBron, what I wonder about with this Lakers team is how do they like you mentioned adjustments? How do I mean? Let's go one by one. Bam Adebayo to me could cover Anthony Davis straight up and maybe get into foul trouble. You know, if if they want to go all Anthony Davis all the time, you could get into foul trouble. Um, but he can hold his own the entire game, I think. I mean, AD. Well, I don't know what he can get over. I don't know what he can get over on with. Well, I think he's just longer. I think if he, if, if I think Bam does a really good job of doing work before, um, before the, uh, you know, he does his work early, and AD is, you know, doesn't commit to the block. But I think, I mean, I think AD has to run. I think a- AD has to run. I don't know about the rest of the Lakers, but he has to run and try to get as low as possible. And if he get, if he gets in the block, I mean, he, he's significantly longer than Bam. I mean, I, I don't yeah, think that actually yeah. getting shots off is is necessarily but, but difficult if he's isn't that kind tight, of like if he's within within four feet. 
so like AD should run like that that part we're in kind of agreement on I, I don't think that's what his game is right now he doesn't really like I don't see him huffing it down the court you know trying to get that early position because I think he thinks that he can get his some other way so um, that may be I mean I I don't when I say when I say that they can cover LeBron and AD I just mean that I wouldn't double team if I was the Heat. I I think that if that I still expect Anthony Davis and LeBron James to get all the scoring numbers that they're supposed to get. So you you, you I, think I, that I, those I, two no, are, I, are about like no fifty five, no sixty or sixty or over between the two? Yeah, fifty-five. I would, I would definitely, yeah, fifty-five to sixty every game. I, I don't, I don't see any so way around that. That I actually I predict, just that I, just, I predicted as I just, well. I just, I, I just don't think that. I just think that the other guys, you know, I, I just don't. Th- I just wouldn't double team. Right. I would just let them. I would let LeBron get forty if he if he does. Well, this he, is this is the trouble down. I'm having in picking an over under, which is currently set at two hundred seventeen. Uh, point five is the, the 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 Lakers to me are like two different teams. It's them after getting a turnover or like a clear fast break advantage. They love to run in those situations, mm-hmm. and they're really good at it, mm-hmm. especially because of LeBron. Yeah. But so often they take the ball and walk it up the floor, and yeah. wait till thirteen seconds to do anything. <laughs> they're just yeah. not, not interested in moving with any sort of pace. So. Everybody's like they're this well, top-paced team. They're you know all about the fast break, and then in many respects they're not. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I just I just think that the zone is going to force them to, right? Like they they can try that. That that's gonna they're gonna know that in the first couple of possessions. If they want to wait till thirteen seconds to do anything to crack they're gonna, zone, they have a bunch of shot clock. I might have just gotten my answer on the over-under there because I do think that the Heat are going to deploy this zone. And so they did it in, in stretches against the Celtics that were just extraordinarily long for a zone. I mean, you don't see a zone for an entire quarter in the NBA. Right. Um, and I do think that they should play zone against this team. In fact, I thought every team should play zone against the Lakers and make them beat you from over the top. And, you know, the shooters are so suspect. I mean, Danny Green... Could disappear at a moment's notice. Rondo is actually pretty consistent, but you're not scared of him pulling up from off the dribble or anything like that. Um, you know, kind of down the list, you, you just you're going to let those guys beat you. Not LeBron, not AD, not in the paint. So, against this zone, what what do you think uh, the Lakers do here to to try to crack this thing? Well, they got to go. Well, I think they go to the paint. I, I think it's. I think the zone is easier to play against Boston because they're so willing to take bad threes. I mean, like if, if you're playing and it's, a, it's not like a, it's not like a pure zone. I mean, it's a matchup zone. So you've got a guy right on you and you're, you're, you know, Jason Tatum is deciding that he's going to dribble between his legs three times and then do a step back three. <laughs> so that's fine. That, that, that's, the, the, that's why Miami could play it for so long. Because uh, I was they, just glad we got that taking... out on the table because that deserved to be said. Like people were, well, were I mean, gushing over we Tatum heading into the series, and I, I mean, thought he's a, he's, he's a good 
he's a really it's not it's not even his fault when you've been told for the, your entire career that any three pointer is a good one you, and you've been, and you've worked your butt off to become this excellent skilled player you're going to take those shots you know like you're going to take those shots I, I i don't even blame him but like, like it's just I, I don't the lakers don't have those guys they they actually don't they actually they will benefit from not being as talented as Boston on the perimeter. <laughs> they, they don't like Danny Green can't do that. You know, he's, he's going to pass the ball. <laughs> I, I just kind of wonder how they're going to attack it. Like, are they going to try to screen off the zone? Are they going to try to dump the ball into, I, I mean, the, the ideal, what I would do is I would throw it into AD, you know, at or around mm-hmm. the, the free throw line. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that should probably be two points, you know, like, the the the, the yeah, really like I, I mean but yeah, do, I, but do they do I mean, that and is the three two couldn't is does the three two complicate that does the what now does the three two because you've got so many capable defenders parked at about the the nail you, you like yeah they can collapse yeah. on him but but he's already yeah. got it so deep that you know well, one dribble gets you to the rim. That's why I think you're going to see more man, because I think that that's the one thing that can get the heat defenders moving out of position. Like, I think you're going to see, I would expect to see constant changes, you know, constant man, the zone, you know, even with within the possession, if the ball goes out of bounds, you know, they, they started in man and then they, when the ball goes in, they go to zone. I, because I just think if they play man, I just don't see that you have to double. Like you, you're just like straight up, bam, you take him. Crowder, you're taking him. Everyone else stay pat. I'm gonna force LeBron to take, you know, a fadeaway at 16. If he hits it, he hits it. If he doesn't, he doesn't. And we move on to the next possession. But th- with the zone, if the Lakers move quickly, if they get AD at the nail or Le- even LeBron, they could do. I mean, there's just a million different ways you can attack a zone, but getting into that free throw line, free throw line extended, you know, is kind of the key. And I, and I just think that that's the one thing that will pull guys out of position. So I, I, I would suspect that, especially with a, with a guy like Rondo's out there, then you really want to switch it up because he thinks he's too smart anyway. So then you really are just like, he's going to hold the ball and pound the rock for 15 seconds, thinking he's in man, and then you're in zone. You know, I, I just, that, that's what I would deploy against it. But, it, it, I mean, it, it, takes, it takes a huge weapon off the table because for Miami to be able to zone up whenever they felt like it, you know, they could control tempo that way. And when you see Boston struggle with it as they did, to, to have something that you can just kind of keep it's like when I used to pitch I had this curveball just throw it past people and it's like you couldn't hit it you couldn't hit it Johnny Gomes you couldn't hit it hey what's up Johnny I just keep throwing it at you and it's such a tool to have a a um, you know the ability to keep going back to something and I don't like you said I don't see them being able to do that I do like the idea of mixing it up I, I think that I mean, as a heat backer now, I do hope that mm-hmm. you see that. Um, to the point about man-to-man, though, 
and and so if we do single up LeBron, if we do single up AD, and you've got everybody else, I mean, you're you're probably not even spending Jimmy Butler at this point defensively. Like you, you could right. use Jay Crowder, you could use Andre Iguodala, you could heck, you could even throw um, Dennis Jones Jr. or probably Derek Jones Jr. out there and Absolutely. as a sacrificial lamb. I mean, that's kind of what uh, Michael Porter Jr was out there doing right. every now and then he would be right. tall enough to get in the way. So, right. um, you know, that's a lot, even, you know, I was thinking about like Kelly Olenek, like he could yeah, theoretically like, well, he could play in this. He play, probably. I don't. Yeah. yeah I, I don't, see, I don't see how they can't play this series. He's not dead meat out there. And no. that's kind of, I mean, that's found money when you consider like he was almost unplayable in this last series because he just didn't have anybody to guard. And I think against a guy like LeBron, you know, he's just kind of big enough to not get pushed around. And that counts for something against LeBron now. So, I mean, I look at what they can do. They don't even have to spend Jimmy Butler on LeBron. Not even sure if that would even be a good matchup, to be honest. I think Jimmy's a little light in the britches for that. But, you know, he'd play smart. out Out of those three that I mentioned, he's the one I want on him the least. Yeah, definitely, definitely Crowder, definitely Iguodala. Yeah, if you can get away with, um, with without using Jimmy, that's fine. I think he he will. He'll be out for the challenge. And, and they're gonna see LeBron in particular is in for a rough series because he's gonna see a he's lot a of bodies. Because because again, and I don't. You're right. I don't think they single or I don't think they double. But I think that like when they want, you can just double off a guy. You know, like Rondo, that's an easy, it's an easy money double situation. You just sag off him, you know, recover on the shot. Um, you know, Caruso, KCP, Danny Green, each of them have their specific flaws. And you still haven't had to spend Jimmy Butler. You know, you, you, you have him covering. If one of those other guys gets hot and you, for some reason you want to cover him with a Jimmy Butler, you can. And, and that guy's not going to score. So I really worry about the sporting cast here for the Lakers. And I understand why you say Kyle Kuzma is such a key because he's a guy who's fearless, you know, who can get in there and and pull the trigger in a situation where maybe all these other guys have been shut down and they don't want to take the shot. Um, You know, Kuzma could get in there and do some damage. So that part... um, you know, I, I wonder where the Lakers are going to get their offense from outside of LeBron, outside of AD. You know, they all, those those role players, they are very good at cutting. They cut back door. They, they can read that well. I think that so many teams against the zone are like so dedicated to, we've got to stretch it out with the three. We've got to, we've got to hit from outside. But there, it's the reason zones don't, traditionally work in the NBA is because it's too much space for the, for a good team, you know, to, to be covered. So I think that as long as the bodies are active and then, and I don't think that the Lakers are going to go too small. I think you're going to see a lot of Dwight Howard who is basically just crashing boards. I mean, he's not really doing anything. He's not even considering making an offensive move. He's just, <laughs> he's just going to crash JaVale McGee is just going to crash. So I think I don't, I'm not worried about the offense as far as like that. You're going to see a lot of KCP with the ball at the end of the shot clock 
and somebody right on him. I, I don't I don't think that they'll have to draw to that well. So you think that they'll generate enough offense out of AD, LeBron, and like Kuzma and not be so limited with those role players? I do. I, I don't I don't see I mean because because you're not because I, I worry I, I somewhat worry about you know can you hold to the script of letting a guy get 40 45 points like can can you do that like I, I just it's it's so unnatural to competitors so I, I don't say LeBron goes crazy in the first half is Tyler Hero going to see him get the ball at 10 feet and not dig just because that's what they said I, I don't know I don't know it's, it's I, I I don't believe so so you, you think that they, that they will just, eventually crack that? If there is a let's let them beat us one-on-one, you think they'll eventually crack? Because, you know, this does happen all the time. You yeah. you just say, okay, we can't keep getting beat by these guys. That, you know... It's I, fine, I, and it's fine, to, it's fine to change up. Now, you can do that, but you, but you have to... It has to be... Everyone has to be on the same page. Everyone has to be on the same page. Like you have to coming out of the timeout. You're like, okay, now we're gonna double. Now we're doubling hard when he catches here. Everyone's ev- good. Everyone's on a string now. But if you're just like watching your dude get abused down there, and then you decide like, oh, I can get this last block. I can get this block if I go now. You go. Somebody moves to an open spot, and now you've got a wide open shot. I, I think the Lakers should. I, I think they should run. I, I mean. I, I know that they'd like to sniff it out in game one and just sort of see what it is and they're not going to play scared and they're going to come out and like, you know, see what, see what the, the game gives them. And so I don't know what that will translate. Like they could go fast, they could go slow. I'm not quite sure, but to me, it seems like getting LeBron and AD moving downhill, you know, refs love to call fouls on guys guarding LeBron in transition. Like it's, yeah. you know, to me, yeah. it's a winning combination and why, walk up the court and let them set their defense it's i mean i get it you're under you're under control you're calm it's cool that's how you want to play but it just to me i i I, I agree i agree i just don't i I think that like going in with the philosophy that we're just gonna push no matter what i i I don't i I just they they shouldn't panic (laughs) they shouldn't that's why they won't do it because right of the no 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 I, I think that you know to just play free like Boston was really bad against it you know I, I just I just really can't stress that enough that's not to take any way thing away from Miami but Boston really that was a that was a basketball IQ fail you know the whole series against that thing. So I, that, I think maybe maybe I don't have the reverence for it against the Lakers that maybe you do. I, I don't well, know. This is why I, I was really looking forward to this pod, because usually we agree on just about everything basketball wise. And this series, I kind of knew we would not agree. <laughs> and at the same time, I mean, I wish we had done this before I made my bets because I wanted to get your input on this. And maybe I wouldn't bet as much. Who knows? But the um, the 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 bottom line. Is so, and I do agree actually that Boston barfed on on themselves in certain aspects of the game. Like, I mean, Kemba. Like, 
how could he disappear so quickly in so yeah. many different respects? And a lot of it was just the same ineffective actions being run over and over and over again. And not really having a game plan for what's going to happen if you see length and, and okay, cool, you, you shut me down somehow. There's got to be a counter to that somehow other than pick up your dribble, pivot, and pass out. Um, but not to go too far down that rabbit hole, you, you mentioned, and we'll see what they do on the running. I, I, I just find it to be an interesting side. Like running or not running is always sort of like indicative of something that's either working or not working for an offense or a defense. So it can go any direction. And I always find it to be like instructive of, of what's going on with a team, sort of like a medical diagnostic. It's like, okay, how's this team going? They can't score. Okay, then they got to think they got to run. So then they run. A team that likes to play, you know, slow, that, that you know, kind of like Denver, you could tell at some point in time they were like, we got to outscore these guys. We, we, we got to get up and down yeah. the floor because the minute that we get in the half court, they kind of got our number, even though that wasn't always true. So that stuff is interesting to me and the gambling public, but. You'd mentioned, let's get to some more hardcore basketball stuff. You'd mentioned JaVale and Dwight. Yeah. Do they have a home in this series? Sure. Sure. I mean, they, they, I, I don't, I mean, I, I certainly would play them. I, I wouldn't like, I mean, that, like, I, I feel like MB, the NBA is like too smart for its own good now with all the analytics and everything. It's like, just because a guy scored, twice doesn't mean that they that you sit the guy for the rest of the game right like you you have to you have to at some point you have to allow odds to work for you like they come in the danger is like okay he comes in the game you know javel mcgee comes in the game and bam out of bio steps out to like 19 feet or a three-pointer makes it and he kind of and javel doesn't really get out there and he comes out again and he makes it and then you yank javel mcgee off the court I don't, okay. think, I don't think that's going to be a problem. I mean, does 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 Bam really want to pull from out there? I don't think he does. I, mean, I don't think he's going to have a lot of room down low with those, with those guys in. What's funny about Bam is, like, he's kind of basic on offense. For all the versatility he brings, and he can finish with both hands and such, but he's really, like, I don't know. No, I, he's, no, he's not offensively he, minded. He, no, he... Uh, I don't know. He's got to me. He's got a lot of game down there. He usually keeps it within 15, 14 feet, and he's really he's just really efficient. I feel he's, like he's, he's playing really for the pass. Is I think what I'm going for here. He's playing to like break <laughs> you down. But I don't know. I don't know. I just it, I'm still wrapping just my head around it. Yeah, like I just think he's a, I think he's a good offensive player. I think when the pass is there, I don't think he's I don't think he's playing for one or the well, other one thing i think, I think just... is is t- gonna be tough for them is you're right about well i don't know if you i think you might have implied this is is i think javel can cover him i think dwight can cover him i think ad can cover him i think lebron can cover him so i don't think this is a bam series at all like i don't i, I don't know about i mean I don't, I don't think lebron i think he can but i don't think he will um but again, we're talking about, and I and I agree. I don't know about Dwight. I would worry about Dwight's lateral movement. I think um, McGee understands space a little more, so I think we'll play off of him. Dwight is really he just he's, plays up high. I was gonna say he's top just, heavy. He's so fast now because he's skinny, but he's so top heavy. 
he, he looks yeah, like he's on I ice just, skates out there. Yeah, I worry about him. So, so for me, and, and we haven't got to to me. A lot of my <laughs> picking is I don't think that I think the Heat's going to have a bad offensive series. Well, yeah, no, that, this is this is something I was worried about. You know, picking them is so yeah. I, I really I, like I said I think Bam's. What's weird with Bam before I kind of say that he's going to be you know he's going to have a tough series is he plays with his back to the basket so much. Like mm-hmm. everywhere, he's taken an entry pass up at the three point line or at the elbow, and r- they're running all of the dribble handoff stuff and multiple variations on it. Like some of their stuff is so fun to watch because you got Duncan Robinson running all over like a crazy man, and then like the third action is Doran uh, Goran Dragic coming up to the top and getting the handoff finally after like three fake handoffs, and they're still right. in sync with the way that they're running around the pattern. So, I mean, yeah. with his back to the basket, to me, it's like, okay, yeah, I'm pretty confident they can at least get in the way of Bam on any sort of dribble drive or whatever his, you know, up fake and move is going to be. Um, but is does it even really matter? Because his back is to the basket so much that you're really just trying to make sure that there aren't mistakes with the guy that's coming off of that dribble handoff. And that's usually Dragic, yeah. and it's Jimmy, and on down the no, line. I'm not wor- that. That's not what I'm, t- I'm talking about. Because whenever I see them, like I feel when it's not Jimmy Butler, when they got to get a bucket, I feel it's him. I feel like he gets a, gets the ball about the the free throw line, and it's like a one it's a one dribble, maybe two dribble drive, and he's either going strong to the bucket with either hand or he even has these little step back floaty type he has a step back jumper and he also has a step also has like a floater that he does and he usually gets if it's a if he's got a big guy on him he just he's just he's got a really tight efficient game i'm trying to think i i can't quite peg who he reminds me of because it's not a big it's a guard he reminds me of like a um like mark jackson (laughs) <laughs> no, yeah, right. Mark Jackson never had that kind of jump shot. Uh, like, um, no, it's more of like a. Um, he's got, a, he's got a variety of pushes and scoops. Yeah, I don't know if you remember, like a like Terrell Brandon or something. Like just like a really like tight point guard that can shoot and take it all the way it's not flashy almost almost like john stockton i should say but just but just tighter to the hole like he just doesn't he he's straight line drives it's not a lot of stuff so those are more the situations where i'm worried about the back to the basket stuff yeah i think that that's everybody's fine out there but i still but you still got i mean javel mcgee how much is he gonna play i mean you still got javel mcgee doesn't well, get new knees he's, you know <laughs> i mean that's the, the question so, with the lakers is always like when are you gonna go with anthony davis at the five and it's usually when they pull the oh oh bleep bar you know or hit the oh yeah. bleep button and i i think that with bam that you know bam and kelly olenic play you, you're looking at enough size for those guys to be on the floor you know, there's no major issue there. Um, but but coming off of the dribble handoff to me is, I mean, that's the Heat's offense in a nutshell. And right. if the Lakers are switching everything, you know, then you start to get into the mismatches. And right. I think guys like Tyler Hero and Jimmy and Gorin and um, 
you know, even Duncan Robinson will make them pay if that switch, um, you know, puts somebody out on an island like a JaVale or a Dwight. Um, right. But if they play not to switch, that to me, that to me would be more um, actually preferable that you'd show up high and turn away and then maybe even retreat at that point. Um, I, I yeah, think- I, I, feel, I think if they're going to, if that's even a thought in their head that they're going to have one of the, one of their bigs, whoever it is out there, I mean, they, they've got to get up. They got it. They cannot, they cannot allow those kind of switches. Like you have, you cannot allow McGee or Howard or even Davis for that matter to be on, especially on like Drogic or Butler. They're just way too crafty, you know, like, so yeah, well, and then you have Bam they, as the they, role I, guy. I'm like they, they, huh? they, they have Bam as the role guy, and at that point, then it's like automatic. I mean, he's one of the best alley hoopers in the league. So, I, that, it's tough because if you come up with the big, you know, the role is right there, and they'll have to aggressively meet the Jimmy Butler, Goran Dragic, whoever's coming off the dribble handoff. They're going to meet him right at the hip of the screen. If not, if there's any airspace at all, you know, you can slide the pass in on a bounce pass. Or if you get around the corner aggressively enough and, and you, you create a little bit of space there to make the pass, I think that role is there all day. And that's the initial action on all of this, you know, with the rest of everything else being these little flare screens and pin downs off the ball that, that you can... Um, you know, you, you can look and get Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero. You get these guys open looks from three. I mean, the, the Heat are getting up as many threes as anybody in the league. And, and really, that's their calling card. So, like, I always look at Rondo as the guy that overplays. But even the rest of the back end of all of these patterns, like, how do you feel about the Lakers' ability to defend that aspect of the offense where they have to what keep the an off- eye – the, the off-ball stuff um, – even but even like the dribble handoff stuff handoff stuff that kind of it's like it's not even a set play it's just what they run every time they go down the floor it's like that's so basic to their offense that that's all they they do you know when they get across the half court line so how do you feel about the off ball stuff the positional awareness you know everything that comes with defending a three-point shooting team on the lakers side i mean i i would i'm not as concerned on the I mean, they're, they don't, like, certain guys don't, there's, the two guys that scare me off the ball are Hero and Duncan, right? Everyone else is, I'm, I'm, they're just, you know, except for, like, the corner. I mean, Dragic in the corner is pretty deadly, but I'm not, like, freaking out, you know, to get, uh, <laughs> to, to get out to Jay Crowder. If he makes some, he may, I mean, it, it is the NBA. It's He's, NBA like, five. five for his last 60. <laughs> It's it's not, yeah, as, it's not as bad, but that's actually bad news for the Lakers because eventually he's going to make some. And well, I mean, well, I mean, you could say that about anybody. I mean, I'm I'm just like they're like every again, like I was saying before about you know everyone freaks out when somebody does something like you know you, you, Andre Iguodala is going to have to play. I know he had a really good game and shot the ball really well, but like. Are you? I mean, that that takes away a lot of the spacing when Andre's in the game. He's very bad on offense right now. 
so I mean, like, it's not like the the idea that like I think everyone applies like the theory of basketball a little too much. You know, it's like, well, this guy can shoot threes and this guy can shoot threes, and so how are you going to handle it? Because you got to get out there. It's like you don't have. I mean, you, you there's only so many guys that it's a done deal when they get a clean look. You know, the Heat have two of them. That's it. They got two of them. You know, that's not. So you don't have to like reinvent the the wheel of 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 defense because they got two guys that are good shooters, and they've had a couple of bats. They've had quite a few bad like team shooting games like they're really uh kind of a contagious type of uh when they when they shoot poorly so i don't know you know one thing that i i do feel is really going to go in the the lakers favor which i think is it's sad and hopefully this will like make the nba do something I think you're going to see an ungodly amount of bad foul calls. Uh, <laughs> and, I, and I hope that I hope that the league kind of reevaluates how they're going to call games. But I, I could I, I really I, I'll be shocked, shocked if LeBron doesn't get to the line 12, 12 times a game. Shocked. I will be blown out of. I mean, NAD. I mean, I'm talk- I, I'd be shocked if you ever saw less than 22 free throws. It is. I'm not a Laker hater. I I just watch this stuff, and man, people hate the Lakers for this one reason. And it's and it's not. I mean, you see it all the time. It's 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 not. I don't think they're the only ones. I just think that you know, this refs have pressure too, and I, and I just. Unfortunately, it's been leaning like it's been leaning that way way more, way more like refs have decided there's going to be a foul call before like the move is finished and before it actually happens. I've seen that way more this year than I've seen in in the past. And I just think the Lakers are just like perfect for that. You know, they're just they're just they're just the perfect team for that, especially when LeBron is 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 moving downhill. So. Um, hope, you it, know, it, I, it, I, I, he's, I, I he's missed see, about five charge calls in the last like six or seven games. Yeah, I, I want to see a nice clean series, and I don't want that to be the reason they win. But it's it's gonna be a thing. <laughs> you know, it's, well, it's definitely a thing. And and we'll we'll see how that all impacts everything having to do with this series. Um, whether it's on the, the winning and losing side or the gaming side, which I'm heavily intertwined with, a lot of fouls means over, but we'll see what I end. I might sit the over-under out in this game because I just don't know. Like, I literally don't know how they're going to come out and, and handle it. Are they going to try to feel each other out? Are they going to try to just get after it and run? Or will they call 500 fouls? You never know. Um, Doc Rivers here, since, since we're running yeah. out of time. I could see this on his face during the games. Mm, yeah, you brought it up. It, it, I mean, he just looked pissed. Yeah. And I wish we had more to know here. Like, it's yeah. so easy to pin it on Paul George yeah. or to pin it on Kawhi or to pin it on Doc Rivers and say, oh, well, all those 3-1 leads that he lost in the playoffs, which somebody right. debunked that. I think the 3-1 thing... Um, I forget. Uh, I'll, I'll look it up. But it, it, yeah, you either think the guy can coach or you don't. Right, 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 right. And 
you look in the playoffs and like how many times have I been irate over something that Doc Rivers has done? And it's not much. Yeah. I mean, he's a good co- I mean, that's one of the things you have to I mean, there's obviously a lot to it. I mean, I would hope that when you're going to fire a guy like him, one of the questions I would hope you would say was, okay, well, who are we going to get that's a better coach than Doc Rivers? Like, let's make our list. <laughs> you know, it's not a long list in the NBA, right? You know, I, that, you know, if it was a situation where this uh, unit been together, maybe like, like I say, like a, you know, if, say take out all the choking stuff, but say like if Dwayne Casey had been really, really successful in the playoffs and you're just like, I just don't think those guys are listening to him anymore. Well, he was with that unit for a long time. There is, this is a completely new unit, you know, so that they can't really use that argument. So I really think it, it, it could have been very, very mutual. You know, I, I don't, I don't know that, I mean, you look at some of Doc's history of coaching, like he's done really well with a lot of those. Like you look at last year's team full of scrappers. I remember that Orlando team always overachieved. And the you look at the, the championship Celtic runs. I mean, that you had three very, very hungry Hall of Famers that really had a lot to prove, which is more up his wheelhouse. So. I don't know about the personalities on this team. I, I would be I, I would be very cautious if I was Steve Ballmer if I thought that I could keep this unit together, get someone else, and now they're going to win. That that I don't see. So. <laughs> right, and and I mean the, the, with the investments that they've made to get to this spot, I I, yeah. I mean to me. It, it. I mean, I, I, while I say, hey, you can't pin it on Kawhi, you can't pin it on Paul George without really knowing what is there but when your team gives up the future and this is one of the things that i you know a lot of people are like what do you think of Kawhi leonard this year for fantasy purposes it's like man you, you yeah you can take some games off but you know you got expectations now like yeah. you gotta be the man you gotta you gotta you know like lead and yeah that i mean whether it was Lou Williams and off in the bubble, you know, getting the the chicken wings or, or um, you know, Montrez Harrell not making it to the bubble, um, you know, looking out of shape in the bubble, yeah. um, you know, all the way it's like up and down the roster. There were issues here. And like if you're Doc Rivers and, and you see that players who have been especially at the top with Kawhi and Paul George, the players who have been given the keys to the castle and yeah. they're not acting like it. And so your thought is like, okay, so this is a one year deal that I have coming into this year. And there's a good chance if it doesn't work, heads are going to roll and players are going to leave. And this thing's going to be a ghost town again. It's not like Steve, yeah. Steve Ballmer's not exactly known for running businesses. Well, like right. <laughs> he's got a ton of money and he's yeah. a, he's a likable guy and right. he did some really smart things early on. But like, if you're, if you're Doc Rivers, it's like, man, am I getting off the Titanic right before it launches? Like this, yeah. this could be a good thing for him, especially if there's interest around the league, you know, and he's yeah. got wind of other opportunities that would be better. I mean, I think teams should kind of be falling all over themselves 
you know, if you, oh, yeah. if you I mean, need a coach and you're in a contention, yeah, it, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm it, missing some of the picture here. He should be the guy you're looking for. I mean, doesn't like, could you think of a better thing for New Orleans? Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I mean, and, like, I, <laughs> and that could be I, completely possible. You know, David Griffin is a guy that you would want to go play for or, or coach for. Pardon me. Right, you know he's gonna do the competent thing, and we don't. And that's another thing we don't know how much say so he had in this. We don't know if this was all Lawrence Frank or if this was. We we really don't know because there was so like at some point, like I I, I I think we're gonna find out that the 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 locker room was just toxic as all ooh, hell. Yeah, because you know who I thought really just fell off, and it seemed like an attitude kind of thing but not like in a bad way just like a like he seemed defeated was was landry shaman and, oh, yeah. and i and i think that like you know when you were there last year and you had that great playoff series and like you're you know you you think you've got somewhere and then just because some guys upstairs decided that they had to bring in all these guys at your position and your play really hadn't hadn't fallen off or anything, but now all of a sudden your your minutes are cutting like a third. You know, it just it just and then like sometimes he'd play well, and it was like, oh, we gotta have, uh, you know, uh, we just need to have Reggie Jackson in there for some damn reason. You know, it's like <laughs> it's like so it was it was really and even even uh, you know we gotta have Patrick Beverly has to have certain minutes even when he's playing awful. You know, like you know, sometimes he was playing so so poorly, and it, it was it's classic. Just, too many cooks in the kitchen, and and you see many. team you see teams do this, and they you do, it's like you didn't need or in New York you didn't need four power forwards, you know you you yeah. and and you just ah uh, you see teams do this so much, and yeah. you take now you take a, a, another team and like if their star players get hurt. And you see all their bench guys that now all of a sudden get 30 minutes a game and they're the underdogs and they're scrappy and everybody's pulling for each other and they play extremely well. And it's like, come on, league, get it. Like, if you give guys 24 minutes a game, they're going to hate you for it. And they're not going to yeah. they're not going to step into that with any any real rhythm or appreciation. It's going to be all negative energy. And, you know, that. Was the Clippers in a nutshell? Like we thought that the depth would be a strength, and it ended up being a weakness. And yeah. mental midgets all over the place. And and where's yep. Kawhi in all this? I think Kawhi, for a large part of his career now, you know, four or five years, has gotten a pass on a lot of different things. And it will be interesting to see if he catches any heat for this. And it probably takes well, one bad season where they don't get anywhere for that to start happening. Well, I mean, I think. Well, you 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 can't like and. You know I love Kawhi as much as anybody, but you, you, he cannot. He is not scot free. You cannot. I mean, like you're the best player on the team. You. Well, he looks slow. He, like, yeah, Sorry. I mean, he looked slow, but yeah, go on. Looks slow, but it, it's like you know, last year he won a championship on one leg. So like, I don't. <laughs> you got to play better. You've got to be more vocal i saw him cussing out somebody for some stupid shot they took one of like i forget i think it was reggie jackson or something it's but, always uh, reggie jackson <laughs> but you, you, you he can't there was a lot of things on defense that 
that they weren't doing that he's got to be a part he's he he's the best player you, at some point you have to turn to whoever you have to turn to morris or you have to turn to beverly and say knock this shit off yeah a lot of cheap behavior going yes, on not, not you he just burned you two, he just burned you three times in a row and because he dribbled it because he passed it this one time you're clapping and get to shut the hell up and play basketball like yeah. at some point you have to you you have to become the ceo at some point you know and 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 he's got to make that move and 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 i don't know about paul george i really just I don't know. You you might not be able to win a championship with with Paul George unless he's like the fourth best player. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. I mean, <laughs> I appreciate, all I know is I, he's got the best commercial of all time when he shoots the ball, <laughs> turns to the camera, and says "ball game," and and then it goes in. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, just sign me up. That's the best commercial ever. Cause, you got anything else to say? Huh? That's about it. Who, who, so, who's your who's your favorite for for that? I got who, the who Heat. I'm going Heat and six or seven. I don't know which one. So, if you're putting me on it, I'm gonna go seven. And we will all watch some oh, amazing okay. basketball. Okay, and then and a team for Doc Rivers. Um, man, I think Philly or Houston. You think would, Houston, would be man. the plays? I don't know that he wants to play for either ownership group though. So, like, I mean, you don't think New Orleans? Oh, New Orleans. Yeah, no, 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 New Orleans. I forgot about them for a but second. I, just, I, 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 I mean, like that. Me, I Actually, think, I will bet on that. Because I don't. Because I don't think. I don't think he wants to play for. E, I don't think he wants to coach for either of those ownership groups. And I also don't think he wants to do with any of those stars. And it's. I, fun, think, he I think he'll have fun with that group in New Orleans. Like that, you know. There's there's challenges there. You got to get Zion to get on. You know the program with with the weight training. Yeah. Um, yep. You got a good, smart GM that, you know, he'll be staking his future on that hire. So you'll be connected at the hip and a right. um, lot of talent throughout the roster. Um, you know, I think that that Brandon Ingram is going to be a guy that, you know, yeah. that I think he's a he's going to just keep ascending. And uh, yeah, so I like it. I mean, that that's where I would go if I were him. And uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, it'll be very, very exciting to see him do that, and if he can raise, through, um, you know, go through the ranks and take that team, you know, up to the upper, upper echelons, he will solidify what is already a Hall of Fame career as a coach. So, you know, good for him. I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. That's all I got. Yeah, I got Lakers in six. Uh, I think if it gets to seven, I think that it is that'd be just too much uh, pressure. For everyone else, like I, I think that if it goes to seven, you actually might see a Miami blow up. Damn, you I think got, you think yeah, that the, think the Lakers that, fall apart at that point? Well, just I just don't think that anybody will be there. I, I can I, I think LeBron will be LeBron, but I just can't imagine in a game seven where you're supposed to win. I don't know that the Carusos are and the the KCPs are up to the task of what that would be. <laughs> so you'll, you'll go I'm, Lakers in six. I'll go Heat in seven, and we'll kind of both be right. <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get out of here. Um, you can follow this act online at www.twitter.com slash KOZANDBRU show. We haven't tweeted about six years. And on Facebook.com slash KOZANDBRU show, where we just post onion headlines, which really are just like the truth wrapped up in... You know, a couple funny graphics. So that's fun, too. Another one's in the books, Kaz. 
Guys, have a good week. Peace. <laughs>